Sunday morning live on this 14th day of November, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. This is Pastor Pearl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Act of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B, only a plan A. If you're not part of plan A, you're not part of any plan that's going to succeed. Certainly, we thank and praise God for those that are faithful through the thick, the thin, those that are praying, those that are supporting, those that are seeking the Lord wholeheartedly and obeying his word. At this time, we're going to have prayer, and then right after prayer, we're going to have an opening scripture. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness. Lord God, that you woke us up this morning, whether we was living righteously or unrighteous, you gave us a new opportunity when you blew breath into these bodies. Lord God, without your breath, we couldn't go to work. Without your breath, we couldn't get out of bed. Without your breath, we, there's nothing we could do. Lord God, so thank you. Thank you, Lord God. You have caused the sun to shine upon the righteous and unrighteous. You have caused the rain to come upon the righteous and the unrighteous. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless and remember those that are sick, those that have sent in prayer requests. Lord Jesus, touch those that are sick in their body, those that have reported sickness. You said in your word uh, that if you're sick, to notify the elder of the church. Lord God, thank you for those that have sent notices. Lord God, and, and I pray for them. Lord God, that you would touch them. Those that are shut in, Lord God, that you would bless them that are listening because they cannot, no matter the situation, does not allow them to leave their abode. I ask that you would bless them if they're listening. Lord God, remember the bereaved family, those that have lost loved ones. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless the finances of the faithful, Lord Jesus, and remember it, Lord God, the uh, the relationship that is being nurtured by those that are committed unto you. 
Lord, we thank you right now. Ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Saints and friends. Today is November 14th, 8 a.m. Today's scripture reading will be the 29th division of the Psalms. Give, your, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory unto his name. Glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in his beauty and of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The glory of the Lord thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh also, make them also to skip like the calf. Lebanon and Syrian like the young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of the fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds of the calf and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord giveth strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Have a blessed day, everybody, for Easter. We're going to go into the word of God. There are a lot that is uh, that has been set aside for this day um, to carry out. Certainly, um, we are coming to the end of another year, Lord Terry, and I want to emphasize this again. Church, you need to get close to God. You need to be obedient to the word of God, and that includes leadership. If you say you, there are a lot of Miriams out there, a lot of Aaron's out there. Miriam uh, and Aaron felt that they were just as equal with, with the leadership, with Moses, until God showed them that they were not. I'm telling you, God's going to show up, and he's going to show you that you're not, to get your attention. And if he does not, then that, that's a bigger problem for you. So God does things to get our attention in order for the saving of our soul, but if he does not do anything to get your attention, then that's a problem that you should be very horrified about. We're going to go into the word of God, but we want to give God uh, this praise break, um, you know, this praise chant, and then we're going to go into the word of God. As I said, there's a lot. I don't know if I'm going to get through all of this, but certainly my heart is stirred. I know what I have is from God. Um, I'm not a preacher to, to, to make a declaration about something, and it doesn't happen. Uh, there, there are those that can testify, dreams and visions that God has shown, um, shown situations that was not right and shown situations that were right. And so uh, we have a word from the Lord, and we're going to give that word 
right after we give God this praise chant.
tell the Lord that he is worthy of all praise, worthy of all glory and honor. I mean, I, my God, uh, we need to just treat the Lord right. Let's just put it that way. Let me just be, can't, just treat the Lord right. Just treat him right. I, I think that's all it is. Just treat him right. Mighty God, if, if you have a problem treating God right, you're not going to treat anybody right. Uh, uh, we say that, that God, he's my God. I believe in him. He's my Lord and Savior. And we treat him like, oh, my God, let me just go. We treat him like crap. That's how we treat him. We just we just we just don't treat him right. And so, you know, either you're all in. I'm telling you what the word of God says. I'm paraphrasing what it either you're all in or you're all out. That's how God feels about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's written throughout the scriptures. We're going to go. We're going to go into the word of God. I, I'm going to I'm going to put the reins on. Slow down, pony. Slow down. Hold up, boy. We're going to. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to taper some things, but listen, you know, because when we're out witnessing, we, we were pounding the pavement yesterday. Thank God for, for being able to go out and be a witness for him. You know, again, uh, it's been a while, uh, you know, to stay at home. Uh, no one was out, but at the same time, there are other methods of doing things. And we tapped into some other methods of doing but now we're pounding the pavement and, and, you know, and inviting and reaching out to souls because that's what it's about. It's about your soul salvation. And uh, Jesus is coming. He is coming. Now, because he didn't come when you thought he should come, doesn't mean that he's not coming. You just better be ready. You, you know, you can miss the bus. You can miss the plane. You can miss the train. You can miss the Uber. You know, uh, whatever, all of them lift. You, you, can, you can miss your ride, but don't miss this ride. Don't miss it. And God is not going to come and get you, you know, contingent upon your ideal. It's based upon his word for all of us. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, and I'll let you know the amen is inside of me as well. And so we, we're in the book of Revelation. We're continuing on. And, you know, last Sunday we stopped at Revelation, the sixth verse, where the seven angels uh, had received the seven trumpets and they prepared to sound. Now, it's important to understand this. And, and, and so as I was studying uh, throughout the week, uh, I was uh, in the book of Jeremiah. And so I don't want to go uh, too fast. I want to make sure that you hear and understand and, and and so therefore i'm going to uh, go back to revelation 7 9 and 10 which says after this i beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds people tongues stood before the throne before the lamb clothed with white robes and psalms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Now I want to uh, direct your attention to Jeremiah 6, the 6th chapter and it's imperative uh, because this is what God 
has given me for church. This is what God has given me for all of you that are listening. And so if you have any issues with, with what I'm about to say, you need to go to God. Don't go to your friend. Don't go to another person, a member of another church, of, of any church. You go to God and talk to God about what his word says. Yes, people act a fool when they, when they don't want to hear what God has to say by going to other people. That's a foolish act. That's why I say that. It's a foolish act to go to another person and ask them their opinion about what God's word has instructed, not just you, but all of us, not all of us, everybody, elders, whatever title you think you have, or, you know, God's word is instruction for all of us. All of us must abide. Remember, as we read the word of God, they're pastors, preachers, evangelists, uh, those that uh, that disobeyed God. They were not committed to God. They were not committed to obeying his word wholeheartedly, and they got left behind. I, I feel the Holy Ghost. I know what I'm saying. The word of God said they're going to come, and they're going to say that we cast out devils in your name. We, we, we went through a whole sacrilege and, and, and everything. I, I'm just going to put it all like that. And he's going to say, depart from me, you work of me. I don't know you. But, but we, listen, God's word is for all of us to measure by and to line up with. So with that being said, the book of Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, is uh, beginning at the 16th verse. And you'll see where this goes. Uh, before we get into the seven trumpets, it's imperative that you have a good understanding of this because you don't want to be here to hear those the blast of those trumpets. You don't want to be here to, during the time of the unsealing of the seals, uh, which are actions that are going to occur upon humanity. The Bible says, thus said the Lord God, thus said the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Also, I set watchmen over you, watchmen, pastors saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Therefore, hear ye nations and know, O congregation, what is, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not, Hearken unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. To what, to what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba, and the sweet came from the far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. As some of you may already know, the thought is look for the old way. Actually, it's not a thought, it's instructions. What God said. He said, look for 
the old way. That is right there in Jeremiah. Seek ye the ways. See and ask for the old path. That's what we should be looking for. Now, I know old is commonly used to say something is outdated. You know, um, I have two grandsons that are very much into calling me old man. Uh, even though I can beat them in basketball, not every time, but, you know, I do get my, my game on with them. Um, about the, my height and certainly full of youth, that youthful energy. And so uh, it's still a challenge to, to beat me on the court. And so uh, old is not always outdated. It, it just means that it has had time to mature. And so old is commonly used to say something is outdated by some. But when it comes to the word of God, his word is inexhaustible. God's word will never be extinguished. No, it won't. It will never be extinguished. And that, that's a reason to give God praise. It will, it's boundless. It's countless. It's endless. It's infinite and beyond. Isn't that part of a toy story? Uh, the movie, Infinity and Beyond? You know, that's God's word. God's word is, is infinite. It's infinite and beyond. You, you know, um, the Bible is a world... Uh, it's the world's wealth of information. It is basic instructions before leaving earth. You can, you can say that, you know, B-I-B-L-E is basic instructions before leaving earth. Have you been instructed? Are you following the instructions that have been given? You know, all of us can't say that we have followed the instructions all the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm not... Uh, you know, people say, well, I don't have any regrets about anything I did. Uh, yeah, but it, when, you, as soon as, when you make the statement and say, if I had it to do over again, I, I would do it differently, then that means that you realize there's, a, there's regrets. And, and so there are a lot of things all of us could do over again. There's a lot of things that if we could erase it ourselves, we would. We would, uh, you know, we would change some things. And this is the day. The Bible said this is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. Well, there's a reason we can rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. It's because it's a new beginning. Yesterday is gone. If we had passed last night, how many would have made it into the kingdom? How many know that they did everything line upon line, precept upon precept, they live uh, where God can look and say, I'm pleased with uh, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. What few things have you been that you're faithful over? Or maybe there's a few things that you have stopped being faithful over. A few things that you're not doing that you used to do. Maybe you, your assignment in the church now is a vacant seat because you're not there to do it. Your uh, your. Uh, your prayer life. You think you have a prayer life, but you know, one thing about the word of God is that you cannot uh, get into the word of God and spend, at, spend quality time. And I don't mean spending hours or not. I just mean spending time opening your heart up so that the word of God can enter into it and make a difference. That's what I mean. Quality time. The word of God brings about change in our life. 
I, I was reading, studying. We had went through the book of Ezekiel, and it was a life-changing experience for me. Now, here it is. I'm pastor. I'm yet living and govern myself accordingly uh, with witnesses. This is important leadership. You need to be among those that can bear witness for you. And I read, as I read through the scriptures, it brought me to a better understanding of the relationship that God desires. It humbled, it made me, it, it caused me to buckle and to fall down on the altar and to cry out to God even more uh, because, it, because it identified an area uh, in relationship with God that I had never known before. So when we talk about getting into the word of God, and it, it convicts us, uh-huh, uh, it convicts everyone. It brings us into a conscious awareness, at least, at least here it does. It, you know, it, it's not about uh, preaching the word and being, oh, I'm so deep, you know. No, it, uh, oh, I'm so, I'm so charismatic. No, uh-uh. It's about conviction that will save your soul. That's what the word of God is about. Hallelujah. It is about what is going to prepare you for that day. So the word of God is a wealth of information, basic instructions before leaving earth. We prepare for work. We prepare for school. I hope you're preparing for work. I hope you're doing your, your academics, you know, and, and, and working on what relationships you have. Certain fields require special preparation. And this is one of those fields. I'm referring to it as a field. Yes, I did. Uh, this requires special attention. It requires special preparation. See, every time we come to into the church, when you get in your car, when you Uber in, when you drop, when you stop what you're doing to give God uh, the dedicated time in his service, you are preparing. You're going through a dress rehearsal. Uh, I told the church every time, when you come into the service, you're not coming in to see Pastor Carl. You're not coming in to see the person next to you. It's great to have fellowship with everyone. Uh, and that is the word of God. Forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. And so uh, there is a time, there is a that there is a certain way of doing things as we have all seen uh, through the shut-in. And, and, but, but here we are. And so uh, there is a certain thing, element that exists that does not exist at home. It does not exist on the job. It does not exist in recreation. And that is the presentation of yourself unto God. The Bible said in, uh, that the sons of God came together. So when we come together, we are coming as the sons of God to present ourselves before the Lord. And that's when we find we're going to continue the story about Job, which is not for today. And, and so the, the, when we come into service, we are going through a rehearsal of what we are doing and in entering into the presence of God and presenting ourselves as living sacrifices today holy and acceptable unto God, for this is our reasonable service. We, uh, uh, there's a song that says, we bring the sacrifice of praise. 
And so when we come into the house of God, we are bringing in the sacrifice of praise. We're not cutting up wood and, and lighting fires or anything like that to bring into the service of the Lord, but we are bringing in the sacrifice of praise. We're bringing in worship. Uh, we're bringing in, in, in the beauty of holiness. And, and so uh, it requires special preparation. God has given instructions on what he will and will not accept. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. Uh, Enoch named me dedicated, experienced. Some of you are experienced with God, but you're not dedicated to God. Uh, so you need to line it with both because it's going to take dedication and experience with God uh, in order to walk with God. And that experience, what I mean by experience is that you are you are nurturing a relationship with God. Now, I don't believe he missed a day in preparation for what was to happen next. Uh, when he, uh, the scripture said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And there was a day that Enoch tasted and saw that the Lord was good. <laughs> Excuse me. Ah, woo! Thank you, Lord. <laughs> My God. Bless your name, Jesus. There was a day that Enoch tasted and saw that the Lord was good. And it created a relationship. And they began to walk together. I don't know, because the Bible doesn't give us a, a, a lot of information there. It just says that Enoch walked with God. And the relationship was so good that God showed Enoch something. Oh, yes, he did. Because over in the book of Jude, uh, Jude said that Enoch prophesied and said the Lord is returning with ten thousands of his saints. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, God shared that with Enoch. And here it is that uh, because the relationship, when the relationship is good, when the relationship is, is nurtured, there's intimate uh, intimacy. And, and so, you know, I like to refer to it as that pillow talk. You know, that time when you wake up in the middle of the night and have a conversation with God. And so uh, Enoch walked with God and God showed him something. I want to uh, uh, appeal to each of you not to miss a day in preparation for what is going to happen next. We're on the verge of something great that is happening uh, with God's people. And so uh, whatever God has, what, whatever his will, whatever he's doing in this season, uh, I want to be part of that. And I believe that you want to be part of it too. My God, bless your name, Jesus. God sent an important message to everyone listening. The Bible said, thus said the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? Oh, thank you, Jesus. And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. The instructions are simple. Stand in the way. This is not talking about being an obstacle uh, in front of your neighbor. It's not talking about being an obstacle to the person uh, next to you on the job or any other place. But it said, walk in the way. Get on the right path and to stay there. It said to stand and to stand uh, uh, some of you have taken a stand for other things, but not for the Lord. Uh, we're talking about taking a stand, a uh, stand where you are affirmed in what your belief is. You're firm. 
I believe uh, Paul said, uh, uh, who shall separate us from the love of God? That's taking a, a stand is being made. Now, you can uh, put yourself in a situation uh, that you are uh, detached. Uh-huh. Uh, you can place yourself in that. But listen, who shall? Uh, I'm determined. How about you this morning? Are you determined? Some have taken a stand for other things, but not for the Lord. You place God in the contingent folder of your feelings instead of what is rational, what is logical, what is reasonable, and what is wise. The way Isaiah 50, excuse me, Isaiah 35 and 8 defines the way. And a highway shall be there and a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring man, uh, though fool shall not err. And, and so it doesn't matter uh, how simple thing your life might be. It doesn't matter if you have a PhD. It doesn't matter if you have any type of certification. Uh, but if you are committed to God, if you uh, are lived in such a way, uh, the Bible said that, uh, that even a fool, whatever God considered to be a fool, you know, all of us have been a fool. All of us have been a fool for someone, for something, for somebody, somewhere, sometime. Uh, and so now, uh, as Paul, I'm a fool for Christ. It's for God I live and for God I die. Are you a fool for Christ? Meaning that, that no matter what comes up, you know, the enemy could come and say, I'm, I'm going to, uh, whatever I'm going to do to you, you're going to say, so what? I'm still a fool for God. I'm not going to compromise my relationship. I'm not going to compromise my faithfulness. I'm not going to compromise my responsibility. I'm not going to compromise my commitment to God because I'm a fool for him. You can call me a fool. You can say whatever you want to say about me. You can make fun of me, but it doesn't matter because I've suffered for him. I've suffered for him before and I'll suffer for him now. And so you can call me a fool. You can say I'm ridiculous. Uh, you know, I heard somebody one day, a, a supervisor said, uh, them folks is crazy. They give tithes to the church. They give offerings. They go to church every Sunday. I wouldn't do that. Well, listen, you're not going, you also not going to reap the benefit of the kingdom of God either. And, and so we do what, what we have to, what God has placed in front of us, what the word of God has told us to do, what the word of God has instructed us to do. Why? Because it's a highway. And it's, a, it's a, a way of holiness. And nothing unclean is going to be on it. Can you imagine in your mind, in the kingdom of God, there are those that, that believe they're going to make it in. Uh, they have rebellious hearts. They have heart resistant hearts. You know, and I believe that it would be troublesome to be in a place of righteousness. And at the same time, there's, there is sin in your heart. And so therefore, you want to commit that sin. Just like today, there are folks that are in church. There are folks that are listening. There are folks that will be listening later that, that in their heart, they want to commit an act that is against God. And no matter what the Bible says, there's something sin that is working in their members. And, and so it's not the devil tempting them. It's something that is unresolved. Listen, all issues must be resolved in order to make it into the kingdom of heaven. And so the Bible said it's a way of holiness. And you want to abide uh, on the way of holiness. 
Matthew 17, uh, 13 uh, says, enter ye in the straight gate. You know, sin makes you all out of shape. You can't enter in in the straight gate uh, because you, you bent over. You can't enter in on the straight gate because you're too horizontal, you're too vertical. You can't enter in through the straight gate because you're too wide. You can't enter in in the straight gate because you're too deep. You can't enter in in the straight gate uh, because it's either your way or, or no way at all. God said, enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the, is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Well, saints, I want to be one of the few, and I want to encourage you as well to be one of the few that listen to the word of God, that obey the word of God, so that you can find your way in. If you don't, you're going to be like others. Then uh, went every which way, doing whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it. Well, that's the wide way, and you're going to fit right into that wide way perfectly. But you're going to fit into the straight and narrow, you're going to have to be focused. And you're going to have to look for the old path. Uh, what did the word of God say? It says that you're going to have to stand in the way. See and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein. It's not enough to just stand in the way, to see it and to ask about it uh, uh, and to know where it is. But he said walk in it in order to find rest for your souls. And, and so you're going to need to fly. And so we're, we're still in the book of Revelation, uh-huh. But God wants you to know that you're not going to, uh, to loosey-goose your way into the kingdom. Uh, I think that's a, a good way of putting it. You know, loosey-goosey. You can just do whatever you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, and the way you want to do it, and you're still going to make it in. The Bible says some heard the word, but they didn't ask for a better understanding. Uh, they said, Amen. They even spoke in other tongues. Uh, the heavenly language. Listen, it was their tongues. It wasn't the heavenly language, it was their tongues. Hold on a moment. Bless you, Lord God. It was their tongue. And so, uh, uh, but the heavenly language convicts us. Uh, it teaches us and it guides us. I, I believe you'll find that in the 14th chapter of St. John. The word of God instructs us uh, when you uh, when you have it, when you have the Holy Ghost and when the Holy Ghost have you. Uh, what the Jesus got a hook in me. I don't want to get loose. I'm wrapped tied, tangled all up in Jesus, tangled all up in the word of God. And, and so when it has a hold on you, it convicts you. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. It causes it teaches you. It gives you unctions of what you should do, what is, what is right. Uh, when was the last time you had an unction from the Holy Ghost? An unction to, to, to do what is right. An unction to be obedient. An unction to be a blessing to someone. An unction to, to lead someone to Christ. An unction. Oh, my God. But uh, you got God. Uh -huh, let me say that again. You got God. You know, it used to be the saying that uh, you got mail. You know, well, that was an old saying. That's something that was old. You know, that AOL and all that. I heard someone talking about they had an AOL account still, a Yahoo account. Listen, you got God. You know, when the enemy has, uh, you heard the word, but you didn't ask for a better understanding. Uh, you didn't go to God. You didn't go to the minister. You didn't go to no one 
and ask for a better You got God. Some hearing the word, but not rooted. Problems are a problem for them that are not rooted. Oh, bless your Lord. Mm. My God. A problem is a problem for those that are not rooted in God. Uh, God, capital G, capital O, capital D, became little g, little o, and little d with a question mark because they choked. They choked. The problem choked them. Uh, listen, the Bible said, cast your cares upon him. But, and so when we cast our cares on him, we don't choke. <clears throat> we realize that, that in our problem that arise, that the problem, I love spelling problem, uh -huh. I love spelling problem. Now let me spell it for you. C H A L L E N G challenge. You know that's how I spell problem. It's a challenge. It's not a problem. It's a challenge. It's an opportunity. Bless your Lord. It's an opportunity. Mighty God. See how we look at things. It determines how we respond. And so it is not a. It's not. It's a challenge. When we understand God, it's a challenge. Now, if you're choking this morning, the word has been stolen from you. Uh-huh. The word was stolen from you because you're choking. Uh, yeah, if the word was there, it would keep your patches clear. It would keep, your, keep you focused and keep, you know. But if you're choking this morning, it's because it's been stolen. Signs you are not in place. Have excuses. Quit on God because he did. God did you wrong. Uh-huh. How is it that, that things happen in our lives? And we take it out on God. But we can be faithful to everything else. Uh, even in the midst of our problems, we can be sick in our body. The doctor said you need to stay home and get some rest. No, but you're going to press your way to work. But you won't press your way to God's house where the healing is at. You won't press your way to, to the altar. You won't press your way into the word of God. You won't press your way into the spirit of obedience. You won't press, oh my God, but you're pressing your way into the spirit of witchcraft. God said, let's read what God, what God had to say about that. Thus said the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. The reason that there is no peace, uh-huh, the reason everything is so turmoil is because there's no rest for your soul. And, and so we're faithful, uh, but not to God. We quit on God. You know, we can, we will, on our jobs, our regular, if we don't show up for three days, they can terminate us. But we'll make sure to call in and tell the job that I won't be there because this is the reason. But God, I just won't show up. Lord, no way. Oh, I want to say something. If I was in the streets right now, I would say it a different way. But, uh, you know, we pretty much, we tell, well, I'm going to be transparent. We'll tell, we tell the church, you know, screw it. I, I'm not going, I, I'm not going to be faithful to God. Uh -huh, that's what we say. That's what we do. We act it out. We're very demonstrative when it comes to God. We have fear of what men will do. But the Bible said, don't fear man, fear the one that can destroy both the body and the soul. Thank you, Jesus. Bless him, Lord. Faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Faithful. Faithful. Let me define faith. 
Faithful for you means in spite of. Faithful for God means in spite of. I was blindsided by the enemy. Some of you have that testimony. You were blindsided. You was hit with something. Uh, the enemy struck you. And maybe it touched, he allowed, touched something. Oh, thank you, Lord. He cannot do anything without God's permission. And so when the chain of events begin to occur, it's because God said it was okay for it to happen. So therefore, you need to go to God. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. God said it was okay. If God said it was okay, God said it was okay, then you need to go to God. At that point, forget about the enemy, forget about who the devil used, forget about the surroundings, forget about everything, and make your way to God. Job said, though the skin worms eat up my flesh, Though I'm going through this situation, though it is, people have said you're not right with God. People have uh, made falsely accused and made accusations. Huh, even the one that was closest to me said, curse God and die. Get out of this, you suffering. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Job stood still. Uh-huh. Where did Job stand at? Job stood in the way. Job, yet seeking and remained in the old path, he stayed in the good way and he did not walk away from it in order to find rest for his soul. Oh, bless your Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord God. Mighty God. Hmm. Blindsided by the enemy. Just hit, not knowing, not expecting it. Everything going all right. Everything seemed fine. And all of a sudden, bam. But it did not cause me to put my brakes on the loyalty to God. Still urshering, even though blindsided by the enemy. Still playing my tambourine, even though so blindsided by the enemy. Still showing up and showing out for God. Oh yeah, so many times we want to talk about God showing up and showing out. But give God a testimony that you showed up and showed out for him. Oh, you showed up and showed out with tears in your eyes. You showed up and showed out when you had a limp. You showed up and showed out when your heart was broken. You showed up and showed out when you felt stressed out. You showed up and showed out in spite of. Give God that testimony. I'm not talking about with your words. I'm talking about with your actions. Give God that testimony. Also, I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. This was their response. What is yours? It has been some of many responses. We're not going to, I'm not, the, the trumpet that sounded 24-7, 365. God is putting everyone on blast. Uh -huh. He puts us all on blast. Yes, he does. And their response was, I'm not trying to hear all that. That was their response. What is your response this morning? What do, are you saying back to God at this moment? The Bible said, therefore, hear ye nations and know, O congregation, what is among you. See, it's through the church. 
The church is the first fruit of God. Yes, the church. I, you know, I, I'd never seen that before. I, I love when God opened your hearing and your understanding. Uh, you know, it, the church is the first fruit of God. And so we are a we are part of that fruit. Uh-huh. We're part of the fruit of God. And so he said, Hear, O earth. So to the congregation and to everybody on earth, behold, I will break evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts. That means God is going to take whatever is in the heart. Now, now see, here, here's, here's something, and, and I'm not a psychologist, and that's not my expertise, not trying, but but I, I do have this, this understanding that whatever is in your mind is a reality. When it stays there and you begin to act upon it, you're acting upon it because you think it is a reality until you come to yourself, until something triggers, until something is brought to disrupt that, to show you that it was an illusion. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, I believe that, uh, that God said in his word that he's going to send strong delusion. There's a time coming where he's sending strong delusion in the land and, and people will think it's all right. You know, there are those already that call evil good and good evil. Uh-huh. And, and so uh, a strong, and so he said that I, I will bring evil upon this people. What, what people? The people that don't want to stand in the way, the people that don't want to see, the people that don't want to walk uh, in, the, in that path, the people that don't want to walk in it. They won't hearken. Because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law. But they rejected it. Habakkuk tells us, it said, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Are you hearing what the Lord is saying? To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba? And the sweet came from a far country. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. Now, if you recall, we talked about the incenses and what they were used for. The, the, the incense, God told Moses, I think it was last week that, we, that this was talked about, but um, God told Moses that I want you to build an altar of shittim wood and overlay it with gold. And on that altar, Aaron is going to come in and burn incense along on the altar. And he's going to do it in the morning and he's going to do it in the evening. He's going to burn incense. His responsibility. Aaron, don't miss your responsibility. There's a lot of Aaron's out there right now. Uh, your responsibility is to be there in God's house burning the incense. Now, incense represent, also represents the prayers of the saints. You're not, and if you're not making mediated, uh, you're not an intermediate for anyone when you're not on the altar praying because our prayers is not just about ourselves. We're not selfish with our prayers, but we're praying for others as well. And so he told them to, that it's going to be made of a particular spice and that there's going to be this perfume fragrance is going to be ground up and there's going to be a portion of it that is going to be placed in the presence of the testimony of the Lord. And so, but and so that, that's being placed in the presence of the testimony of God. Uh, the Lord said, I'm going to meet you there. He told me, I'm going to meet you there uh, in a certain place at a certain time. And this is what Aaron is going to do. But the people now are bringing a strange, he said, don't bring no strange incense and burn it. 
Uh-huh. Don't bring nothing strange and burn it. Yes. Uh, people was bringing strange things. Don't bring nothing strange mm -hmm, to the house of God. Strange will get you in trouble. And so uh, incense was used in the temple accompanied with the prayers of the saints. And you'll find that in Revelation. Presenting anything to God is never, ever going to work. No matter how much sugar cane you pour on the altar, you know, I, 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 I'm going to classify sugar cane as people, people go to the altar and be crying and uh, bubbling, slobbering all over it and all that kind of stuff, you know, and uh, for that is not a commitment to God. That's not a commitment. You know, I've met many people with tears in their eyes, uh, but they weren't committed. People cry when they get caught. People cry when it don't go their way. But what about the tears of joy that I am committed to the Lord? What about those tears? Why are you crying? Because I'm happy. And, and the tears are just flowing because I, I'm so happy. You know, and so that's what God wants to see, that commitment to him. If the prophet Samuel was here today, he would say amen. Because he told the children of Israel, he told the king of Israel, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as, as in obedience, as obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. But you try to present an offering to cover up sin instead of obeying God. God doesn't want an offering to cover up sin. He wants obedience. If you plan on being with us, in the multitude, you're going to have to look for the old path and you're going to have to walk in the old, the great number, great multitude. I'm, I'm winding down a great multitude, which no man could number all ethnicity, all nations, kindreds, people and tongues. Uh, so there is those that found the old path. They asked for it. Thank you, Jesus. They were introduced to it. They stayed on it. The, uh, if they got off of it, they got back on it. And they stayed on it and they made it in. And therefore they were able to stand before the throne of God and before the Lamb like we're going to do. Clothed in white robes. The Bible said he that overcometh. He stayed on the road even though there were people that tried to get, hey, come over here. Come on, come on, come on, come over here. Trying to get you off the road. You said, no, 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 no way, Jose. I'm not doing that. Uh, no, 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 thank you. You know, um, uh, -uh. Mm -mm. not accepting that bribe, not accepting that, that, um, uh, um, what do you that comp, compliment to try to get my attention? Not accepting any of that. Stand on the old, stand on the old way. Mm -hmm. The old way is not that way that well, that's the way they did it 50 years ago. No, the old stay on the course of what God's word is saying and what his intentions are, what he meant by it. There is a difference in the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. You have to remain in the spirit of the law because the letter killeth. And you cannot get the spirit of the law without hearing. How can they hear without a preacher? And the preacher can't preach except he be sent from God. Thank you. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. They receive white robes. Participating in the praise as we cry out to those that went, cry out with those that went before us. And cried with a loud voice, and salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. You need to follow these instructions. Stand in the way. 
See, look for it. Ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein. And the Bible gives us this promise. You'll find rest for your souls. Here, right now, in this day and time, as well as then, before the seven, before the seven trumpets to sound, you'll be in a good place. Listen, the Bible, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I just want to give God honor and praise for his word. I want to give God honor and praise for what he is doing and what he has to say because that's the most important thing that there is for all of us no one else it's all about God and when we place him in that position of being all about him it brings about a change it's not it, the vertical if you bless him vertically you'll be blessed horizontally mm -hmm. it, it's, it's going to go up and it's going to come back and it's the same when praises go up, blessings come down. Mighty God. The Bible says God made the world. This is Acts, the 17th chapter. God made the world and all things therein. Seeing that he is Lord of, of heaven and earth, well, not in temples made with hands, and you can't make him out of a mold ceramic, metal, wood, no. Seeing he giveth life to all and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell upon all the face of the earth and have determined the time before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your poets have said, for we are also his offspring. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. But it does not say that we're all, stand, all going to make it to heaven. We're all going to stand in his presence and receive white robes. No. Remember, I said it's just, this is a time of special preparation. This is a time that we're to prepare so that we can stand in his presence. We're in that day. We're in that time. We had on schedule to do to have communion today and an anointing service. And I'm just going to touch this because I had put it out there before. We're going to postpone it another week. But the purpose of the communion is, he said, do this as often as you think of me. Do it in remembrance of me till I come. That's what communion is about. The anointing is not something you can do. Anointing service is not just uh, the minister putting oil on you. No. An anointing service is something that has been orchestrated. It has been ordered by the Lord. 
Mm -hmm. It is an order. It's not something I do often. I do it and doing it because I was ordered to do it. There is a reason as we come to the conclusion of this year to, for me to anoint you. And so I want to encourage you to receive of the Lord. You cannot anoint yourself. That is not the same. If you think you can, you go ahead. But it is not the same as when God orders the anointing. It's been ordered for a specific reason. And so there is a reason. So just want to talk, just wanted to say that because I know there was some expectation of that this, this morning. But definitely on next Sunday, certainly will not fail. Not failing this week, just giving an opportunity uh, for others to be part of it. And so with that being said, if you have not, if you have not felt for the Lord, if you have not been convicted of, a, of the Spirit, by the Spirit of God, yeah, I'm talking to those that say they know the way. It should bring about a certain conviction in your heart to live holy unto the Lord. We're not just talking about living holy. We're talking about application of God's word. I want to encourage you to seek God for the Holy Ghost because you're going to need it. The Bible said that he told them that I, I pour out my spirit. Uh, in the last day, I pour out my spirit upon all flesh that your sons and daughters may prophesy. The old man will dream dreams. No, I was having dreams when I was a teenager. And, you know, so dreams have always been something that has, but you need to tarry for the Holy Ghost. Everyone, everyone should be seeking God. I got the Holy Ghost. Listen, God gave the, the apostles was filled with the Holy Ghost more than once. So get out yourself and let's seek God wholeheartedly. You're going to need every bit of what I'm telling you. You're going to need all of it. God will show his miracles. We don't go to God asking for miracles to show or, you know, only when necessary. You know, he's not a genie in a bottle. But I, I'm a firm believer that if you obey the word of God, if you are obedient to what God has to say, certain things will just happen. It will just, certain things will just happen. Okay, certain things, when we read in the Old Testament, things just happen at times. When we read in the New Testament, things just happened at times. Peter was just walking down the street. And as he walked down the street, his shadow, um, the sunlight, you know, I'm using some of the definitions that we, we've gone over in our in tutoring. The, the, the shadow, the sunlight was blocked and, his, and it cast a shadow and it touched some folks that was there that was sick on the side of the road and they were healed. Peter wasn't going over to them, lay hands on them. It was just his shadow, just a mere shadow. How many times have you walked past somebody and they felt better? And you felt, you might've felt it too, that all of a sudden something left you. You felt that there was some virtue that went out of you. Mm-hmm. What about recently? We're looking for God to move a certain way. And in order for him to move that way in your life, you've got to line up with the word of God. So with that being said, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, 
then I'm going to encourage you to go to a truth, a church of truth of power near you and have your sins. Baptism is for remission of sin. Yes, uh, it's all through Jesus Christ. And this is the instructions that he gave. He told them to preach repentance of sin and repentance in his name. And that's what they did. And that's the baptism that they gave. Um, they understood Father, Son, Holy Ghost was titles and, and what God used, not uh, his name. The name, there's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. That's what the Bible says. And that name is Jesus. It is the name for salvation. And so you want to be baptized in Jesus and you want to tarry for the Holy Ghost. You need a Bible-believing church. Not one that's going to tell you now, that you, now that you have accepted Christ, you are filled with his spirit. That is not in the Bible. There's no scripture that says that when you accept the Lord, you pray this prayer after me. I am a sinner. I, no, there is no sinner prayer. No, there is no prayer like that listed in the Bible. It's openness of your heart. God, I have sinned. I did wrong. I'm sorry. I don't want to live that. That is a prayer by itself. That's sincerity. That's sincerity. When you feel the conviction of God in your spirit saying you've done wrong, you need to get it right. And you submit yourself to that. Mm -hmm. When you feel the unction to do what is wrong and you say, no, I'm not. I've been there. I've done that. It screwed my life up. I'm not going back to that. Let's just be for real. Let's just, just, just real talk for a moment here. Not that none of it has been for real because all of it is real. But I mean, I'm the vernacular in which I'm using right now. When we have screwed up and we know we have and we need to get it right, we don't need to have special words to do that. We need to just repent. We need to just say, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I messed up. And I want to be right with you, Lord. That's it. If you, need, you have not been baptized for the remission of sin, you wash your clothes. Get your spirit washed. Water baptism, we put him on. And, holy, and through the indwelling of his spirit, the Holy Ghost, he puts us on. You have to tarry for the Holy Ghost. You need to receive the Holy Ghost in order to be saved. There are going to be a lot of people that are left behind that thought they were all right with God. I believe. Well, belief is not enough. Look at the example of what went on in the Bible. Peter went to Cornelius' house, preached the word, and while he was preaching, the Bible said the Holy Ghost fell upon them that was present, and afterwards they were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. So they received the Holy Ghost and then went in and had their sins remitted in his name. Paul, who was, who everyone, I want to meet Paul, he was the greatest, uh, God used him, yes he did. When he was blinded, he went down on Straight Street. We need to be on the right path, Straight Street. We need to be on the right path and the right way. That highway of holiness is Straight Street. It's a narrow way. He went down there. He met Ananias. Ananias uh, was instructed by God. God told him what to tell him. And he, uh, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Friends, everyone. Let's do and follow the instructions that have been given by the Lord. Let's get ourselves on straight street. Let's get on the straight and narrow path. Let's follow the instructions that God has given us this morning.
Thus said the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see and answer the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for the movement of your spirit. Lord God, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for what you have said to all of us. Lord, help us to govern ourselves according to your word, to keep the vows that we have made to you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to live and meet your expectations, Lord. Lord, on the job, Lord, in the school, in recreation, Lord God, crown our heads with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, and we're going to yield ourselves to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've given the offering, just put your hand up. My hand is up. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for those that supporting the ministry. Lord God, I ask that you bless, Lord God. Let them not feel the loss. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. 